Morning, guys. How's everyone doing? Time change feels different. I know for some of the guys whose table meets over on this side, I'm sure everyone will appreciate the sun not beaming directly into our face as we try to have table discussion. Well, awesome. We're so glad that you guys are here, and good morning to everyone who's tuning in virtually with David Sanfilippo and your table. Good morning to you guys. Looking forward to this morning, uh, per usual. I'm going to have Ali come up. He'll introduce this morning's teaching fellow, open us up in prayer, and we'll get this morning going. Morning, gentlemen. I'm really, really excited about this morning because I, I had the privilege of meeting Augusto probably two years ago. And he just poured out his heart to me and, and his story. And, and I've been walking this journey with him and just his boldness that I've never met any man with that kind of boldness. And just we were able to meet for coffee this week. And, and I was just reminded of how lucky I am to know him. So I hope you guys are encouraged by his story, by his journey. Let's pray. And Augusto, come on up. Father, I want to thank you for this morning, for the privilege to gather under your name, for the freedom that we have, for the opportunity to just have fellowship with other men, other believers. I pray for my brother Augusto this morning, allow him to just be a light onto our lives. I know he's nervous, and, and that's normal, Lord, but because what he's going to share, it's powerful, and I trust that his words are going to just pierce through our hearts and, and allow us to just take this in into our lives and out into the communities. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, gentlemen. How are are you? <laughs> Good. First of all, I want to um, give the glory to God. I am a little nervous, you know, um, a little, no, a hundred percent. I've always spoken to Sunday school kids, which are a lot younger than you guys. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy, you know, them um, sharing uh, God's word. But um, with you guys, I got to step it up a little bit more. <laughs> If you if you feel like uh, you're in a boxing ring, um, it's gonna be on. <laughs> My name is Augusto Hidalgo. I was born in Nicaragua during the war of the Revolutionary War in Nicaragua. We migrated to the U.S. under the um, Carter Asylum for um, war families. Been living in the U.S. since 1980. Became a citizen, and I'm proud of my country, the U.S. and everything that it shares. Um, you know, all the possibilities, all the opportunities that it gives us. I'm happy to serve, and my son, you know, they're following in the same direction they're serving. But I also want to share about my life. I was not born a Christian. I met my wife when she was 15. She walked me through faith. She was the one that led me to God, and she opened up the doors. When I met her, I was 21. I was realizing that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to just party on at that age, you know, just like everybody else. But I always felt someone in my back saying, there's something else better than this. Something was taking me to meet my maker. Hey, you know, you have a better purpose. And when I met my wife, she introduced me to the church and the pastors. They spoke God's word, and it was like, this is it. This is what I was looking for. I accepted Christ, and we did a journey. We walked through a journey. We have four beautiful kids that are adults now. They're not beautiful anymore. They're handsome now and beautiful girls. But anyway, walked through faith. You know, did everything that God's word says. Walk in faith. Let God lead you. But the challenges of this world are so difficult. If you don't have a partner that can help you walk in, in those paths. During the time that I was uh, serving God, you know, I drifted away Sunday school. I was just doing it as uh, just like a job, not really teaching the kids, you know, not really telling the kids, hey, you know, this is what really God wants us to do and not applying it to myself. I also wanted to live the life. It's like, God, what is, what is this life that you want me to walk? But at the same time, I'm like a hypocrite, you know, a double face. 
I wanted to unmask myself and talk to someone and say, what is going on, you know? Why can I just live this double life? And God kept insisting, you know, no, you know, you can't just live this double life. As some of my brothers know here, I've been married with my wife for 25 years. I've been unfaithful for three. Uh, God finally gave me the opportunity to reveal what he wants. So we're still in counseling, and it's hard because everywhere you look, you always see, like I was sharing with Ali, everywhere you look on your phone or TV or anything, it just shows you the pretty pictures of having someone next to you that's funnier, that's exciting, that you know gives you the rush. And my wife, you always used to tell me what is wrong with me, thinking that I was something was bad, you know, something was wrong with me. What is wrong? I was always angry. I was always angry at my kids. And I kept saying, you know, lying always, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay, you know, putting that double face. I'm okay. I'm fine. And my kids, you know, asking always, hey, daddy, uh, why are you mad? Why do you scream? And in my back of my mind, I'm thinking, I can't take this anymore because my kids are screaming out. You know, they're asking for their father, the real father. I had like two families and I couldn't handle this anymore. And I, I just, until one day that, you know, God gave me the opportunity. This is the part where, you know, most of us might get it or might not get it. But he gave me several opportunities throughout those three years to say, hey, turn around and walk away. This is not what you want. This is not what it is. This is not what it was intended for you to do. Even in that marriage that you have, God has given me everything with my family. You know, peace and loving kids. And in those three years, you know, he gave me the opportunity to just shut the door many times shut the door shut the door and just like we are we're like I want to go even though the park is closed I want to go jump the fence and I want to play in the park I just want to go always I want to go always I always used to go I always used to go and I used to say to myself and just like James says you know our flesh is just weak and if you're not in God's word daily or have a partner to remind you hey you know I'm not only praying with you how are you doing for the rest of the day I felt like I was in the desert by myself. Always, I, I, always, every day, I felt like I in the desert. Like, I don't have nobody. Yes, I have my wife, you know, she can do so much for me. But she's the tender part of me. What most of us guys need is the tough one. The one that says, hey, you have to stop. You have to stop. You have to be strong, you know, because if you're strong, I'm going to be strong. And the Bible says that if three of us or two are together, then everything, we can do anything. We can be possible. It's possible. Just like, you know, my son, you know, he's a Marine. He says when we go out, when we go do something, we just don't go one. We go in groups. Why? Because if someone goes down, we're all going to be there to protect them. We're all going to be there to pull them out. And if he goes down, we're all going to go down. And even though, you know, I look at God's word, I search it, I read it, you know, nobody's good. Nobody's good. I know, I understand that, that no one is good. But if we are in God's word, God is going to cleanse us. God is going to clean us. You know, and I always used to ask my why those bad things happen to good people. We're not good people because each and every single one of us have something, have something that we have not unmasked that we're hiding, you know, that it's there, but it's a ticking bomb. It's a ticking bomb, I tell you, it's a ticking bomb. I have so much stress, you know, even though I don't show it. You know, it's like my wife gives me Advil's, you know. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm okay. It's so much stress because I can't turn around and look at anything because the internet has this, the phone has this. It's like, what do you look at? You know, it's like, God, it's like, if I look at heaven, I'm going to go and crash. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be up there with you real soon. But, but how do I walk life by myself? You're not by yourself. You know, he says, I have you. You know, it's like, I want to carry you. My yoke is easy. It's something that 
that. Why does he allow this? So why? Why? We don't live in a perfect world. We don't at all. You know, it's it's tough. And I, I tell my kids the same thing, you know, walking in fullness of God, you know. He doesn't want a robot. He doesn't want a person to be uh, strict, you know, in God's word, you know, like, oh, you know, you, if you're going to talk to a friend, if you're going to talk to somebody, don't be just hitting me with the Bible and saying, you do this and this and this with the Bible. He wants a person to talk to. He wants a person so that you can listen, that you can hear him and apply some of God's word and your life with him. You know, what has God done to you in your life? And it's been tough. I tell you guys, it's been tough. And I hope I, I didn't see none of the, I don't see none of the younger kids uh, that are usually come, you know, because they're the ones that are going to struggle the most. Or even though we, we are also at any age, we're going to struggle. They're going to need somebody to put their hands on their shoulders and say, hey, you know, it's going to be tough. But I want you to know that you have somebody in Christ that's praying for you, that whatever you need, we can be open. And that it would not be afraid of asking or talking to you about relationships or anything like that, you know, that you can talk to them and say to them, hey, God says this, but this, has ha- this is how it's been applied on me through the way I live. God has always provided, you know, provision, you know. God has always done so many things for me that he says, you know, that he has promised, you know, I'm not a good man. But it's like one thing that I always say to myself, why do you allow for us to see things that we want for us to enjoy when everything is right in front of our face, our family, our kids, our wives. You know, he has provided everything for my family. My th- my kids have all gone through private school. I never thought my kids would go to private school. They've served. One of them is going to be a firefighter. I didn't plan none of this for them. But God has put in their hearts to do this, to walk in the faith. You know, my son, both of them are dating. And they talk and they say, you know, I'm waiting until the right time. It's right there, the goodness of God, you know, the goodness of God. And I'm like, what am I showing my kids with my behavior? I don't want to fail for them. I don't want bad things to happen to them. I want them to see that God is faithful. I want God to restore my marriage. You know, we are still working on it. It's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, it's like I was reading that, uh, like a thorn in the flesh, put it that way. But this thorn is the thorn that you want to have because it's the one that's going to be there by your side. It's the one that's going to be reminding you, hey, this, we're on this together. We're in this to the end. Our kids need us. Our friends, our family, they need us. We both come from broken families. My wife, you know, my side too. But that doesn't mean that my kids are going to go through that. They're going to be broken families either. They're going to be righteous. And that's what I pray for. I pray for them to be righteous and be courageous, you know, and lead their wives, you know, to do the right thing always. So I leave you. I don't know if I'm already past or I'm still in, in the green. Well, I'm in the red. Okay. So I will leave you with three questions, you know. I don't even understand my handwriting. But, <laughs> but I want you guys to understand that, you know, I am not perfect. None of us are perfect. But understand this, that, you know, whatever God has given you, you know, is for the goodness. We made wrong decisions. We're going to pay the consequences for them as I am already. But don't continue with those wrong decisions, you know. Just seek God and ask him, God, you know, help me do the right thing always. And not suffer the consequences that I'm suffering now. So if I'm already in the double red, then I'm sorry. (laughs) You have nothing to apologize, Augusto. (laughs) I feel very sharpened by you this morning. And repentance truly is the first step to the healing that God offers. There's two scriptures that God was just nailing me with while you were speaking. And it was all over you. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And in James chapter 4, it says that he gives grace generously. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. 
So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you've done, and that's the repentance. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. And I feel very sharpened and challenged and encouraged by you this morning, Augusto, for your humility and, and letting us all into your story this morning. And we're with you. You kept mentioning, you know, just how we're in this together and how God is with us. And I feel very privileged to also be with you in this and to tell you that this morning. That's why we come here. Right? It says that I, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And I feel very inspired and challenged and sharpened by you this morning, Augusto. So thank you so so much. Augusto did provide all of our tables with three questions to spend the rest of the time this morning at your tables around those questions. So table captains, the floor is yours.